0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Happy Healed and Fulfilled. Again, I am Empress Precious, and I'm so honored to be able to now express to you guys just my story and my path. Hopefully, it helps to liberate someone else. That's always my intention. And to help liberate myself as well, first and foremost. On our last episode, I promised you guys that I would talk about, you know, the people who you keep in your circle and the importance of it. Growing up in the South, they used to have this quote that said, birds of a feather flock together. And I never understood that because I always felt so different from my friends like in high school. My friends were the beautiful girls. Definitely the most popular and I would always be like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm only friends with them because we're in the same classes, not because I myself thought I was, you know, on their caliber, caliber of beauty." And I will always admire them and I would think you know okay if birds have a feather feather flock together then these these people would eventually see that I don't belong they'll see that I'm not I'm not as pretty as they are I don't get the same amount of, of, of attention I'm not as relatable and personable sometimes. Sometimes I like to be to myself and just myself. And so it was very frustrating during this time of my life because I always wanted to cling to people who understood me even if it was just a little teensy bit. I was like, oh my God, there's a glimmer of hope. I, found somebody that I can relate to even just a little but let me just say how time evolves everything me and those friends we didn't end on bad terms for the most part we just drifted apart as most friendships do as you're growing older and that was something something that I had to accept personally. And so for us growing apart, it was important for me to really center myself back into myself. there was a type of freedom that I felt I got to express, especially I'm thinking about the summer after graduating high school, because I didn't feel as obligated to be something or somebody or to ascribe to standards that had nothing to do with me. You guys, the process of trying to find myself has been strenuous to say the least. I think about <clears throat> that summer and how happy I was, how free, how, how much I was glowing. And I just thought, damn, I never wanted this to end. I remember that same summer I found my first love and we hit it off. It was like he swept me off my feet It was incredible. And that relationship, you know, it tried to progress as well. Even after I had started college. But things become very complicated in those times. Because you're really trying to situate your identity. You really want to be something and, and to... To just be something, really. Something worthy to be admired. That's a great way to put it. And my freshman summer was that for me. It was that time to be all that I was unapologetically and I no longer had to boast about my accolades I no longer had to you know be the smart one out you know I could just really be myself and see how people took it but the problem with that guys I didn't know who I was I was still trying to be the perfect version of everything they had taught me to be I was still trying to fit into narrow molds that could not contain my soul, spirit, nor my heart. This world likes to operate out of conditionality. You know, at the when any time you are accepting um, something new, downloading an app, joining a, a club, anything, there are terms and conditions. How come? Does earth give us terms and conditions when giving us oxygen? Oh, maybe it did. Hmm. I don't think so. (laughs) But just as earth gives so freely, it was baffling to me that people didn't do the same. That people provided unwritten terms and conditions to interacting with them to being considered you know on their level and it just got to the point during the summer where i could see people and things for exactly what they were and sometimes Sometimes it was frustrating because our society loves clout, right? And this was a this just became a term, but it's always been happening. And so when I me, when I mention clout, what I'm really referring to is like a self-inflation of importance. It could be. Just a. Little ways past. Confidence. Where confidence starts to. Feed into arrogance. But honestly. It's it's so much deeper than that. It's neither one of those two. To be. Specific. Because really it's overcompensation. In order. To be worthy. And. I didn't like that. I didn't like having to be put in that mold. I thought I had just broke out of the molds that had been ascribed to me. But then I came to this place that I chose to come to in in and in an experience that was my part of my dream and it was still the same, Nothing, nothing had changed. But you know, the wisdom out of that situation, nothing had changed because I was still afraid to be myself. And so then I encountered friendships and people who showed me exactly what I was. I call this mirroring, right? Where you meet somebody and you just see yourself in them or you don't, and you call it being relatable. You call it, oh, we have so much in common, we think alike. Yes, you do because you guys are on the same frequency vibration. You're operating out of the same core emotions. For example, I had a friend. In our first interactions, we did not get along. She was um, boasting about her accolades, and at this time, everybody had, you know, got into Georgetown, and so <laughs> everybody had those accolades. <laughs> it was just, it was just very baffling to me in particular because I was like, I did those same things, and this how people respond to me just saying that I did them? Interesting. And so I was taken aback because I was like, why? Why do we have to discuss this? Can we talk about some real shit? Can we talk about what y'all went through to get to this point in your life and how you plan to move forward and what are your intentions for the future? Like, you know, I'm about diving real deep, real quick. Skip all that bullshit. We, we all can see the surface level. That's clear as day. But what's underneath that? Tell me more. That's my favorite line when I'm talking to anybody. Hmm, tell me more. <laughs> and so as this friendship grew over time, I kind of was given a direct opportunity to see myself outside of myself. And there were things that I saw that I did not like. There were um, habits, there were mentalities, and the conditioning, conditions, and conditioning that really kept me in a place of lack, a scarcity mentality is what I call it, because I'm always afraid that because I have so little that somebody's gonna come in and take that little that I have. But let me just say how this is not an individualistic problem. Like This is what our society teaches us. America to be specific because we feel that there's only room for one at the top. That couldn't be a more flawed statement. Think about it. We have a president, right? Who gets all the clout for government and what our political agenda is for our country. However, the same person at the top is held up by the people under them, right? The people under them who's really making the decisions. In tarot, this is the king and queen dynamic, right? You have the queen behind the stage directing the director, right? <laughs> right. The queen behind the stage making sure everything is set and in place making sure all the little pieces and the big pieces come all, to way, all the way together. And then you have the king in tarot, right? The king is the actor on the stage, the person who gets all the clout, the person whose name is in the stars or the lights. <laughs> and I am not saying that, you know, one or the other is better than the other. I'm saying that there shouldn't be a divide or differentiation between the two. We all need to go between director and actor on the stage all the time. This is the dynamicism that is life. And so when it comes to friends and those that you keep in your circle, it's important to note that usually those who you encounter Are a direct mirror of yourself. They are reflecting the qualities in you that you call relatable. This is why you wanted to cling to them in the first place. So now, when you're looking at your friends and those people who are sitting around you, and you say, hmm, do I like that about me? And you take it out of their context all the way together and you put it only on you now this is real work this is real healing because we cannot heal through other people as much as we want to as much as we want to absolve our burdens onto something outside of us it is only through us that this real healing gets done and so when you put this on you and you say do I like that about myself Hmm. maybe maybe I gossip too much maybe I'm too concerned about how other people perceive me Maybe I'm too concerned about the thoughts other people have about me. Actually, ain't no maybe. I am too concerned. (laughs) Maybe I say and do one thing in front of people, but behind closed doors, there isn't the same kind of authenticity. Maybe I'm only hanging out with them for the clout that I think they have. But in actuality, that's surface level shit. And so I often found that me trying to situate myself in friendships, I always felt out of place. Like, I remember I had one friend in middle school. And to this day, I call her my favorite, favorite best friend. Her name was Alejandra. And Alejandra was my bitch (laughs) she got me and like we were on the same wavelength mentally like her situations weren't you know as overt uh, overtly traumatic much like mine weren't right and we had the same kind of thought process and mentality I felt like we were brilliant on the same wave but what stood out most is our heart our heart was so big and full, it took up the expanse of the whole school. And so much so, even when we joked and laughed with each other, it could never be like taken in the wrong way because you just knew it came from a place that was right where you were. Today I was just talking to her about how much we miss each other and like how I want her to have my kids cuz her kids are so cute now. <laughs> but I just think back about why it was that we worked out so well and it was because of that, you know, fundamental essence of love, right? When when your heart is so big and so pure, that your intentions can't can't be misconstrued in a negative light. They can't be taken one one way or the other. They just are what they are, and they're accepting and patient, under and overstanding. But most of all, they're understanding. I think it's important that. You know, when we do have friends that we, you know, encounter that may not be operating out of the same type of love, and the only type that I care to mention is unconditional love. So when we're operating out of that, it's really hard to misconstrue where they're coming from, but it's the moment we change our operation out of to op- our operation to conditional love or our programming to conditional love that things become very sticky. And what I'm learning right now is that you can. You can have a conversation with people to explain to them what they're doing wrong or what you feel they're doing wrong because like I said, it's just your perspective. Or if I haven't said that, now I'm saying it, it is your perspective. But if you feel like they're doing something wrong and then going to that person and, you know, observing their reactions, and if they show you who they are, then it's up to you to believe them. Or you can choose not to. And what that looks like is A constant you know draining of energy what it looks like is you feeling obligated to do and to be you feel responsible in a way that like seems detrimental to your life like your whole life depends on it in a way and I think that's scary I imagine that that's how children feel towards their parents The moment a child goes off to kindergarten for example and they have to separate from all that they knew their parents for the very first time that is a possibly traumatic experience for them because it feels like they've been shoved to the wolves i don't know these other children <laughs> i don't know this teacher lady mom stay with me dad don't leave and so it makes sense that we want to cling to you know all that we are familiar with but it's important to give people room to evolve something that I could do better is that sometimes I don't give people room to evolve sometimes I just say yep I'm done if you can't figure out what's wrong with you then me telling you is not gonna make the situation either better any better because it's just gonna look like that. I'm attacking you even if I say it gentle and nice, but because of the space and the head space you're in, you won't interpret it that way because like I said, they're operating out of conditional love. And so when they show you, like I said, who they are, you have to believe them, you have to. And that's sad and scary. And honestly guys, the culminating emotion is lonely because then you'll have to sit with yourself and really analyze and take a look at who you are and what you want. And are you giving what you want? Because giving is receiving, right? And I give in service of divine love. And so if I feel like giving to you, Actually, if I feel like I have to place limits on how I give to you, that's conditional love to me. That's, that's, not, that's not me operating out of my fullest compassion or potential. And honestly, it's stifling. So, of course, I can't grow. Of course, I then feel stuck because I'm put, placing self-limiting barriers on who I am of course I'm stuck I'm I'm literally sticking myself (laughs) and so guys when we talk about these snakes and in the gardens and you know making sure that your friends are you know right for you you got to start with knowing that you are right for you and that you are a great friend by showing yourself what a great friend is to you. Because like, for example, I have recently been valuing honesty in my friendships. And so if my friend feels like they have to, you know, walk around eggshells to prevent being honest with me, why? Aren't we friends? If friends can't be honest with each other then what are we doing I think that's a a very thin line because I did have a friend who was quote-unquote honest with me and after being sexually assaulted or harassed however you want to say it sexually violated let's call it that and calling on them for support after they having experienced the same situations Call me a bitch, called me overdramatic for responding, or not responding because at that point I was numb and I didn't know what to do. I just wanted to shut my ro- myself in my room, under my covers and not leave my bed. Um, but because I was no longer operating out of the conditions that was comfortable for them, then my my authenticity, my honesty of response resulted in her honesty of lack of empathy. And though that was honest, it wasn't conducive to either one of us. And so would you call that a healthy friendship dynamic? I don't think so. I really don't. But today we have made amends and you know come to a great place, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of understanding, but still understanding that we're on our separate paths and I think that's the most powerful part of that, you know, experience. Like you can't forgive and you can't release And you can move on and move forward and it doesn't have to hold you back it doesn't have to keep you from loving you and it doesn't have to keep you from being happy with someone else or some other else or some others how do I want to say this or um, I just want to say that it's more than one person so not only someone else but someone's else (laughs) (laughs) But yes guys So That's what I have on You know these snakes in the garden Make sure you're not the snake In your garden Thanks for listening